Get $250 when you switch to a Royal Credit Union checking account. When I go to Royal, I feel very connected there. See details and open your account by November 15th at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. Hockey, hockey, hockey. Wild training camp opens up on Thursday and our favorite sport finally returns as Joe O'Donnell gives us a peek into what we can expect from the state of hockey squad this season. Also, can we be done recycling the same old coaches yet? As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, Livia, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 5, Episode 194. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company Incorporated. Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Bar Down Beauties episode 194. We are almost to 200, which just really kind of makes me excited, Kristen. See, I like odd numbers. I mean, 200 is a milestone, so that's cool. Yeah. But like, I know you have a preference to even numbers and I like odds specifically in the intervals of five. No, it just, no, I I love it. I'm I'm over by two. Give it to me by two. Uh, We've got great content this week because hockey is back. Let's say it again. Hockey is back. We are back. You could have done a drum drum roll for that. No. All right. Yes. Let's get the drum roll. None of us can hear that. Well, I heard it. <laughs> and Bodhi did too, because he just left the room. <laughs> he's like, there, she's drum rolling again. She's drumming again. Yeah, always, he's over I'm it. Jessie. He's over it. I'm Jesse Pierce, the singer of the show. She's Kirsten Kroll, the instrumentalist of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, Kirsten, how was the NAHL showcase? Um, it was fantastic. This is how I know hockey is back and like mentally I'm prepared, but not physically. It was four days, four really fun days. Super excited to be back to work. I, you know, it gets towards the end of the season and you're like, I just need a little bit of a break. You get that break in a couple weeks in and you're like hockey, like it's coming back, like getting things marked on your calendar again. So uh, very excited, but physically my body is not up to speed with the long days. So it's really it's like a, an athlete, you got to prepare. So now, you know, you're going to start eating right, doing all that stuff to get in the physical hockey shape. I have a content idea that I will now share with you offline because we're going to do it. And I think it's going to be hilarious. Okay, cool. Uh, that being said, Minnesota Wild open up their training camp this week. They had the prospects tournament over the weekend. Sorry, Wild fans who did not get to see Connor Bedard because he did not suit up for game two against the Wild, which I believe I warned you all about last week and maybe even the week before. Because why risk putting him at injury? He had a hell of a night on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues, though. I actually didn't have to go to the prospect tournament all weekend, which was very nice. I got to hang out with my kids, enjoy a little softball, play outside, uh, all that good stuff. So I didn't get to see it in person either. But we will see plenty of Connor Bedard moving forward. Uh, You know who we will not be seeing in the hockey world anymore is Coach Mike Babcock. He is let go slash resigned from the Columbus Blues Jet Blue Jackets before even playing a game. 
uh, as reported first by spitting chicklets that he was looking through phones. What would Mike Babcock, what, why can't I say his name? Babcock. What would coach Babcock find on your phone that you would be mortified of? I don't know about, I have, well, there's a lot of pictures of Bodie. Um, if Mike Babcock went through my phone, I'd probably be most embarrassed. There's two things. There's either like a bunch of like sad girl memes <laughs> or like motivational memes that I will find and I'll save for like a rainy day or if I'm just like in my feels, I'll go back and look at. Other one is like fitness progress pics. Those are probably really the only two things I'd be like, ooh, maybe not. Yeah ton of selfies and like the same one but where like the angles may be slightly different or like a bunch of like my mirror selfies you know because I know any of you that follow me on Instagram you see my daily outfits there's like a hundred of those like it takes me a long time before I find one that I like even if there's nothing different about it um and yeah there's that'd be probably about it the rest of it's pretty a lot of kids yeah there's some cute pictures in there too that are more for my eyes only. So yeah. <laughs> you know, that's fine. I'll be honest. It's As there what should I would be. Not care. Yeah. That's, you know, we're just, we're young. Um, but yeah, I, the only thing we can really add to the Mike Babcock situation is we done told you so. Like, I don't know who didn't see something coming because I do believe, and I've only had one interaction with him before. And that was when he was coaching for Toronto. The team uh, had an outdoor practice, like a three-on-three tournament. It was a really cute kind of kitschy thing. They didn't tell anybody. I stumbled upon it. It was great. Um, he was fine. He, I didn't see anything of it, but from what has come out and what we have learned about him, it sounds like if you're a d- you're kind of not changing the way that you are. You're just kind of a d- and that's who you are. And I think Columbus knowing that and just still moving forward it's kind of like well fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me like mm-hmm. i'm just surprised it. it happened so early on like before the season could really even start like this stuff started to come out um but no i mean i not shocked i don't think most people are a lot of eyebrows were raised when they found out that columbus was giving him that second chance um just yeah surprised it happened as soon as it did and also that's just weird that's so weird like why are you asking your players to show you their pictures on their phone like I don't even ask my best friends my best friends have made that mistake once with me and they swipe too far and I was like I told you not to swipe that far in the pictures that's what you get that's what you see like Like, I've never (laughs) once in my life asked like my best friends hey can you show me can I have your phone so I can look through your pictures like that's weird no like just usually it's hey send me that picture or literally yes or like give me your phone I'll send it to myself like or yeah if you went on a family vacation I don't even ask to see your picture because I'm not in it I don't really care like I I don't weird it's it's just it's very bizarre behavior um you know again it's kind of what they should have expected they should have known better hopefully this continues the conversation about to not recycle the same God darn coaches over and over and over again, especially ones that have been problematic in the past. That's not changing. It's your lever doesn't change its spots. Like every Mm -hmm. analogy that you could use, especially when you're older, that's who they are. I think they've shown you who they are, continue to do that. So, um, you know, again, unfortunate when someone loses their job, but it just makes you reevaluate how hockey culture has played into some of the allowance of this and maybe again see I feel bad for coaches when it's circumstance like when they lose their job because of a bad record or just it's a hard situation you need a fresh start this instance I don't feel bad like don't be that guy I don't feel bad for you at all 
no it's just yeah just don't be weird it just seems weird like i don't even i mean who knows like if they never came out if he was chastising them over what he did find but it would feel very weird and again as in a superior role like that's my coach that's my boss like do i tell them no like because then that makes it extra suspicious right the whole weird it's just a weird weird situation but he out um that's about it really minnesota wild do hire or excuse me bring in a new player uh courtesy of free agency and on a two-way contract Jui cara 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 excuse me cara uh comes in for a one-year two-way contract at the league minimum so there's that kaylin addison still not signed training camp thursday yeah we're getting there um i mentioned this to you jesse but i met pat maroon great guy yes in the two-minute interaction i had with him very nice man Mm -hmm. shaved beard now but it's already coming back in shaved yes so uh, not that like he has a baby face but compared to him with facial hair yes it threw me off a little bit Mm -hmm. um also i do think which you guys will hear in our conversation with our guest joe o'donnell he referred to him as pat so i think the mystery solved yes just call him Pat. and today they had the wild off the tee uh at the golf course so i went out there because i just love harassing hockey players on golf courses apparently this summer Mm -hmm. um and Vinny Letary came up and was like, hey, Big Rig. And like, that's, I feel like Big Rig is just going to be the number one go-to of Probably. his name as well. But yes, could not be nicer. Very kind gentleman. Um, and also final note from the golf tournament, Kirill Kaprizov is a worse golfer than me. I am a better golfer than Kirill Kaprizov. I saw I just... his form in your Instagram story. Yeah. And it made my day because it makes me feel like I potentially could be better at something than Kirill yes, Kaprizov. I know. I didn't want to put him on blast because I was like, oh, God. But, it was, but it's the just public needed to see it. You needed you needed to feel better about yourself, but not necessarily bringing down because Kirill laughed. He laughed it off. That was his second drive. His first drive went in the drink. It was actually a far <laughs> better shot. The first one, the second one, it just careened right into the Care 11 TV crew that was sitting right there. And it was it was very funny. So uh, he's great so at hockey. He doesn't need to be great at golf. No. no, I think he's good at probably most things he does. So that's why it's really exciting when you see yes. him not great at just one. Matt Bowles. I think next. I could have done better. Yeah. Yeah. We still need to find what he's not good at. Yes, we do. <clears throat> Maybe singing. He says his dance moves are good. Maybe singing's not of top notch. We need to do some detective work. We'll find this out. I'll, uh, we'll ask around. That'll be my goal. Joe O'Donnell is going to have some questions that he is going to answer from us as well coming up in our next segment. Before I get there, a reminder, <clears throat> the St. Paul Saints are hosting a Saints night, which is an uh, honoring and celebrating the Fighting Saints. Yes, the hockey team. It's a big hockey night. We will be out there with a booth this Friday, September 23rd. First pitch is at like 637. Gates open at 5. Come hang out. Come say hey. All that good stuff. We will also be joining the Minnesota Warriors saturday evening i believe so stay tuned for more details on that and next monday our first live show we have a special guest appearance at our first live show in rage at ray j's in woodbury so stay tuned to our socials for more of that we're going to take a quick break when we come back joe o'donnell 
Hi guys, Jesse Pierce here. I don't know about you, but I love the fall seasons. The changing colors, the cooler weather, a perfect time to reset and get healthy. Right now, Livia is offering three months absolutely free when you join today. I am down more than 30 pounds, continuing my weight loss journey thanks to my friends out at the Woodbury Livia Center. Could not be more grateful. Reset, recharge, gear into fall with a healthier new version of you by joining Livia today. Call 855-LIVIA or visit livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. What are you waiting for? We're back. Joining us now, the voice, the guy of your Minnesota Wild, Mr. Joe O'Donnell. What's going on, buddy? How are we? How was summer? How was life? Are you ready for hockey? It's a lot right there to digest, but uh, thank you as always for having me on. It's a pleasure. It is officially hockey season, I feel like, so I'm good to go. Summer was outstanding. Uh, Spent a lot of time with the family, which will be changing here shortly with all the you know, the road travel stuff that, that, uh, comes with, with this gig. So, um, it was great to be around the kids and, and, uh, spend so much time with the family the last few months. And I was at, if I wasn't at a hockey rink, I was at a baseball field or a soccer field. It felt like every day, but, um, we had a great summer overall. So thanks for asking. Joe, last time I talked to you, you were inquiring about lakes in Minnesota that you could scope out. Did you get to cross any new ones off of your list this summer? So it's one thing that we didn't really get to. We did do that like mini Hana Falls. Did I say that right? No. <laughs> mini haha. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's no That's end. That's okay. No. I tried. <laughs> it's a valiant not, effort, but not just... quite hashtag one of us. <laughs> no. Not no. yet. Um, so we did whatever you called it, falls. Uh the kids love that. And they did go fishing one day with some friends in Wyzetta, but it wasn't like a super long they would have loved to have been there for more hours, if that makes any sense. And I was not there with them. So, but I, I don't, I can't fish. So probably a oh. good thing I wasn't there. You can go with me sometime. I like fishing. Dude, I want to do ice fishing because I think yeah. it's perfect for my speed, which is have a cold one. Yeah. Sit somewhere comfortably mm-hmm. and drop the line right below you. Right. I mean, yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. So I'm in for it's- that. It's a simple job. I think we'll do that. We'll make that content happen because I love ice fishing. It's a nice excuse to get outside as always. That's, that's my, that's my jam, Joe, if you will. Did you go back to, I don't really want to talk about Philadelphia, but I will talk about Philadelphia. Um, did you go back there? Boo birds, whatever the Vikings suck. Sorry. Why wouldn't you want to talk about Philadelphia? I just don't, I just, I don't like them. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. We actually, I was only in Philadelphia for like one night. We spent our entire time back East uh, in South Jersey in a town called Stone Harbor and uh, Stone Harbor, New Jersey. It's about an hour South of Atlantic city, right on um, my wife's family has a house on the Bay. So like you're right on the water, go out the front door, a few blocks, you're at the beach, open up the back door, sliding doors and, and uh, you're staring at the Bay. So uh, my parents have a house a few towns north of there as well so i actually didn't spend much time like where i grew up in philly we pretty much drove from minnesota to the shore and we spent as much time as we could there that's good i, I appreciate that bill garen was telling me today about uh what are it's not the philly cheesesteak we all know about that but he was talking about another food that's very sacred to philadelphia well, so Billy g actually lived well he didn't live but he has a house in ocean city new jersey which is about 30 minutes north of where I'm referring to. So he knows about the Jersey shore. Um, But he was probably either talking about pork roll. Nope. Or water ice. Nope. No. 
No, it was something else. And then I think you can get it over in Europe too. And then uh, this is this story really? is going to go nowhere. So, yes. So Billy G has once told me, and I have no problem repeating this because I think he would verify it. I think my source is good here. That like <laughs> his last meal, right? The last supper for Billy G, if it's if it's going south for whatever reason, um, is a pork roll egg and cheese. So like instead of a bacon egg and cheese, um, mm-hmm. pork roll like you. You can find it out here, like that brand Taylor will make it, Taylor pork roll. But okay. usually they come like pre-sliced or in like a tube. Uh, but if you slice down that pork roll real thin and fry it in a pan, it's like the greasiest fried deliciousness that you can imagine. Ooh, that sounds and, really scary to me. No, yeah. It's so good. So good. Uh, Just scrapple. Trust me. Oh, That's yeah. what he was talking He's about. He's a big scrapple. fan of scrapple too. Yeah. Um, That's what it was. So actually, my dad used to eat scrap all the time, but Scrapple's gross in my. What opinion. is it? Because it sounds what like a board it? game to me. <laughs> it's like I think it's literally like the scraps of every piece of meat, and it's just like I don't want to say glued together, but it's like a. Yeah, I don't know. I never ate it really, but yeah. I remember my dad would like fry up Scrapple for himself. But I was always out on that. Anyway, pork roll is legit. I can vouch <laughs> for that. Billy G also loves pork roll, but you get that like. So back east, they do a lot of Kaiser rolls on, you know, like you can get a bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel, English muffin, whatever bread or toast, I should say. But on a Kaiser out there, like the bread is so good in like the eastern part of the country. I think it's because of the water, as we say, Mm. Um, something about like the taste in the water is like just gives the bread like it's hard to describe. But that's why the soft pretzels are the absolute top notch out there. The rolls like. It's unbelievable for hoagies and sandwiches, but you get a Kaiser roll with the pork roll, egg and cheese. And that is Billy G's last supper. I like it. You know, hopefully we don't have a last supper for him too soon here in Minnesota. Big year coming up for Billy G and the Minnesota wild training camp opens up on Thursday. Overall, Joe, we'll just start it out easy. Are they going to win a Stanley cup this year? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't they (laughs) Um, get the parade route? Listen, uh, I've got two, and I'm, you're, I hope I'm not stealing a future question here, but this isn't breaking news. But for me, it comes down to a couple of things. I mean, obviously, goaltending has to be good, or no team has a chance to win, right? But let's just throw that out because that's Captain Obvious. Um, comes down to two players for me. If everybody's at their median or, you know, you get what you get from them, right? Maybe Felino doesn't have 20-something, but he also doesn't have seven. Maybe Hartman doesn't have 35. But, you know, if you get your sort of what you expect from everybody and you have good health, Marco Rossi and Brock Faber, to me, are going to make or break this hockey team and their playoff chances. Maybe that's too naive. Maybe that's too simplistic. But those two guys, for me, have to play every night. They have to produce in their various roles, whatever that may be. And so for me, like you're talking playoff team, Stanley Cup contender, those two guys prove that they are every night NHLers, which, you know, there's no reason that they can't be. Um, then I think this team has a really good chance to be in that, you know, 95 point range, which gets you right into a playoff spot. Right, um, another question you for you. <laughs> that's it. Mic drop. Literally. Thanks, Joe. Uh, none of that's accurate. No, just Great having you. <laughs> Always know. good catching up. Yeah, thanks. Well, first, I would like to say if anyone listening heard squeaking, Bodie got the zoomies and found his hot dog. So I apologize Um, if you did pick up on any of that. If you didn't, then just carry on. Um, But Joe, another hard hitting question I really want to ask you, and I think a lot of people want clarity on if you know anything, what's going on with Kalen Addison right now? Um, I I can confirm what I read in The Athletic uh, just today. 
I think I was a day or two late that Caitlin Addison has been at uh, Trea, the complex. I was down there a couple times in the last few weeks and saw him leaving the facility. So I don't think there's any issue there like Michael Russo reported. It's just um, he's been training. He's been there um, from what I've gathered and seeing him firsthand. So I'd assume that similar to the Kevin Fiala situation a few years back where I'm pretty sure he signed like an hour before the first skate or a day into mm-hmm. camp, that type of thing. I'm not comparing the two contract situations. I'm not comparing the two players. I'm just saying I remember a couple of years ago, Fiala literally, literally signing on the dotted line, like right as camp was starting. I'd be stunned if Kalen Addison doesn't do the same thing only because it's such an important year for him. Um, he's got to fight for a spot. And the team wants him there. So I'd imagine it gets done here in the next 48 hours or maybe by the time this podcast airs. I mean, the thing to me about the Addison contract, it just seems it feels like it was just very low on Billy's to do list for the summer. And he's kind of like, oh, well, I got to go check that off because I can't imagine the two parties are necessarily far apart on terms or anything like that. Like the whole thing just seems a little bizarre. I agree with you, Joe. I think we know it's going to get done. I've seen Kalen around the team. I didn't see him out on the golf course today, but I imagine he was probably there floating around. Can he be with a team like he, because he doesn't have a contract, does it do his keys work to get into the building come Thursday? If there's uh if there's nothing go or how does that necessarily work? I don't know how that would work. Um, you know, my guess is that once camp starts, like if you're not under contract, my guess is his agent would advise him not to go. And I don't know how the team would react to that situation. So, I don't really want to speculate on that because I just don't know. That would make that that would start to get a little dicey, right? Because then yeah. every day the coach is going to get asked, the GM is going to get asked at media availability, and then you start to become a little bit of a distraction. Would you know? I just look at any other scenario in sports that's of a similar nature. So I, again, I expect it to get done. They need him. Um, I don't think he has any other options that I'm aware of. And if if they want him in their lineup opening night, the best thing to do is to get it done as soon as possible. And I'm sure it'll get sorted out. Yeah. Are you suggesting that media members are kind of vultures and just, we're going to ask those questions all the time. I feel like that, that was a a direct shot. It was not a direct shot, but (laughs) I have been in plenty of scrums where you and I know darn well, Miss Pierce, that (laughs) at some point you guys are going to ask the question, you guys, um, whether it's the broadcasters or, you know, somebody from the athletic or yourself or Sarah, I mean, Dane, at some point, somebody's going to go, any update on Kaylin Addison? Usually me, very yeah. quietly. I gotta yeah. ask. Plot twist: gotta... It's actually gonna be me. I'm gonna make an appearance <laughs> down there, and I'm gonna. Ask. I like it. We need a little plot twist you to know? the daily scrums. To be Just honest, like to stir things up a little bit, yeah. you know. After it's she just... gets done asking everybody about Taylor Swift and how much they enjoy that, then okay, that takes priority. Them. We've known that that takes priority over everything else. Kaylin Addison comes second in that conversation. We have a Swiss uh, Swifty on here with us. Is that what I'm gathering? Mm-hmm. There is one among us, Joe, because Jesse has failed to do this for me. I, I need it. Like I'm asking one thing from you. I need you to do it. Ask Jonas Brodeen what his favorite Taylor Swift song is, or if, and when he's going to the Eras tour, if he hasn't already. Yeah. I'll, I'll report back to you on that. It's easy. I'll shoot you a text. Um, Thank you. I, ever since I found out he was a Swifty, it changed everything. It might not be the first thing I say to him when I see him for the first time in four months, but I will try and get there for you. (laughs) Uh, thank you. I appreciate the effort. You know, it's, it's somebody's got to do it because I refuse to anymore. I'm not a Swifty. I, I I talk a little Swift, but not enough. Like 
poor Marcus Foligno, he was like, what is the heiress tour? He had no idea. <laughs> and he's like, is that what it's being called? I might have to sell the jersey now, if we're being quite <laughs> honest. Uh, Joe, you mentioned Marco Rossi, and it is. It's a make or, or break year. Do you see him being, I mean, the opportunity is there. The opportunity was there last year as well, and we saw little glimpses. Do you think this is the year Marco Rossi finds himself permanently with the Minnesota Wild coming out of training camp? I, mean, I think he has to, um, which is a lot of pressure. But we saw last year with his seven points in the preseason, it didn't translate. So as great as he might look coming up in the first exhibition game uh, or the third exhibition game or the final tune-up before the regular season begins, I'm not going to put too much stock in it unless I'm hearing things you know, from the staff that are not point related, right? Like, so if he goes out and has a hat trick in the preseason, like I'm not going to get too worked up because I want to see when the lights are on, if some things have translated to his game. And so for me personally, I think this is the year uh, the wild have been waiting. I think they've been patient with him. I think they've shown him that if you're not ready, you're going to go to the American hockey league. That's a, you know, Bill Guerin's a big believer in getting guys to the AHL when they need to work on their game. Um, I just think that this is a year where he spent the offseason in Minnesota for a reason. Uh, chatting with Bill Guerin yesterday at the prospects at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase, he said that Rossi's put on 15 pounds of muscle, which is outstanding. Um, if that's what they felt he needed to compete better, to win those board battles better. So uh, I fully expect him to be on this hockey team and to contribute. And hopefully he doesn't find himself in the press box, you know, 100 feet down from you and I throughout the season. Hopefully he's you know, in every game, every night player, uh, whatever the minutes are, whatever the roles asked of him. But I think he's got to score goals for this team to have a lot of success this year. It'll it'll play out in a few weeks, but uh, preseason success or not, like I want to see um, or hear prior to the regular season that it's just a different version of Marco Rossi this time around. How much pressure does a guy like Sammy Walker then kind of put on Marco Rossi or even uh, Ju, I'm going to say his name wrong. Jujar Kara. Ju- Yes, Jujar Kara, who the Minnesota Wild signed to a two-way contract. So not necessarily, but I mean, I imagine that adds that competition a little bit more and, and ups that that opportunity. Yeah, and I'll just add to that that anytime you talk to Billy G, like there are no spots that are handed out, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a big believer in, in competition and you got to make the team, which is why yesterday I didn't even bother to ask him, what does Marco Rossi have to do? Because <laughs> I knew he was just going to say he's got to earn a spot, right? Um, so instead I asked him, why was it important for him to be here this summer? And that's when he talked about that, you know, the muscle and the strength that he's put on. And he worked with the wild staff on a regular basis. So, but yeah, to your, to your point, Jesse, you know, Sammy Walker, Adam Beckman, um, there are guys knocking on the door. Uh, we'll see where Letary ends up. You know, I mean, there are some guys that um, have some NHL success in their, on their resume. And there's, there's kids that are looking for that opportunity. Um, but I think, you know, Marco, Everything we know about him, a playmaker, his compete, um, his ability to take draws. I mean, like he he plays a valuable role in this team, special teams. Um, I just think, you know, once he gets rolling, his fan base is going to get behind him. He just needs that first puck to go in. And that's what we were waiting for last year over those whatever was 19 games, like just an empty netter, like mm. anything at all to see that puck over the goal line at the NHL level, I think would have gone a long way for him. It just didn't happen. And uh, we'll see now this year if he's better suited to to take on a more regular role. And Joe, you also mentioned the prospect showcase. Talk to us a little bit about what you saw out there. What stood out? Who stood out? 
Uh, well, Sammy Walker yesterday was phenomenal. I didn't, I watched some of Friday's game um, against the blues, but obviously broadcasting yesterday, I was much more in tune to that, you know, that game and that lineup Hunter hate uh, second round pick last year, had a great showing. Um, he was all over the ice uh, in Sunday's game against the Blackhawks. He had the only wild goal in the loss to St. Louis in the uh, opening game of the showcase. So that's obviously a great sign, but I found it interesting. Um, you know, Wes Walls mentioned yesterday during our, our YouTube broadcast, and it hadn't really dawned on me. Like you can't bring all, all your prospects, right? If they're NCAA kids, if they're in college, like by, by rule, they're not allowed to participate. You don't always bring all of your European prospects over. And you could argue that, you know, outside of yes, for Volstead, that the three top prospects in the wild organization are playing in Europe, right? Between mm-hmm. Ogren, uh, Kuznadinov and Daniil Yurov. So uh, none of those three were there. Right. So when you consider that part of it and the talent that the wild had in the lineup yesterday, Carson Lambos, uh, Damon Hunt's going to play NHL games this year. I do believe that. I mean, it'll probably require injury, which you never wish upon anybody, but over the course of a long season, let's be honest, guys are going to get banged up. Uh, Damon Hunt was real close last year to getting that final game call up in Nashville. Uh, when I talked to Brad Bombardier the other day, he said, he, you know, he was considered for that opportunity. If you remember the wild dressed a lot of, uh, you know, kids making their debut, Damian Giroux got a game. So I think when you consider how deep they are defensively, uh, Volstead and net, the exciting European prospects they have. I mean, that's why they're a top five ranked team from, you know, most of the prospect rankings that you see. Yeah. You know what you had, you'd mentioned, Damon Hunt, who else do you think will kind of be the quote unquote darling of preseason last year? It was Adam Beckman and everybody kind of jumped on that board. Is there somebody else Is Damon Hunt kind of maybe the potential darling that we're going to really have fun watching during the preseason, even if it means he spends most of the year down in Iowa. Yeah, I actually think, you know, I haven't really thought about that prior to to you asking me now, but I say off the top of my head that I think Carson Lambos will be the bigger name for wild fans. doesn't mean he's more NHL ready. Um, In Mm -hmm. fact, I I don't necessarily believe that to be true, but uh, I think we'll get a bunch of games. And just from what I saw yesterday, like he wants to join the rush. He wants to carry the puck. He's in the offensive zone. This is a kid that was playing uh, 30 minutes a night sometimes in the WHL with Winnipeg last year. Now he's going to have to round out his game at the pro level. Can't expect to play that amount of minutes in every situation. Um, again, I you know before the showcase started, I I chatted with with Bomber to be like, hey, give me something on a lot of these guys. And he said for Carson Lambos, they want him to be an AHL shutdown defenseman, right? That's how he's going to learn to be sort of that top pairing shutdown type guys in the minors. Um, but he's not going to play 30 minutes a night. He's not going to play every other shift like he was in the Western Hockey League. So he's got to sort of polish his game a little bit. But I think to answer your question, you're going to see him in a lot of preseason games, if I had a guess. And I think the fans are going to like the fact that he will join the rush, that he will carry the puck up ice, where Damon Hunt's uh, mobile and a big kid um, and has an NHL shot, an NHL pass. Like He snaps the puck around really well from what I've gathered. But I think that Lambos, because he's a first rounder, because he maybe wants to join the play a little bit more, uh, might be a little bit more high risk, high reward, and somebody that fans will probably clamor towards. You know, you're right, talking about. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh go well, first. you can carry on. Mine, mine's probably more of a after you dive in kind of question, so you can go. No, I'm curious now. You've bought, you've got my attention. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask because I like to throw people on the spot. I was gonna ask Joe, our good friend here what his predictions for this season are like wins 
goals for Kaprizov. What do you think? What early on before everything gets going, what are you predicting? Give us the craziest one. Uh, like a, a bold one? Yeah. Yes, we like bold. Hottest take. All right. Well, last year this didn't come to fruition, but I I don't know who listened to me or if I just said in my sleep. Um, but I said I thought Matt Boldy would finish second on the team in scoring. Um, did not happen. I'll I'll go out on that limb again and say that Matt Boldy will finish second on the team in scoring this year. Who finishes first? Kaprizov. <laughs> How many goals? But I'm just saying, like ahead of Zuccarello, ahead of Eriksson Ek. Um, I think Matt Boldy has the ability to score 40 goals in this league, and so let's just say he's going to score. He'll have a 40 and 50 90 point season. Is Matt Zuccarello going to have a better season this year? I mean, it's kind of an important year for him as he continues to try to say, yes, I can still play this game, yada, yada. Um, and that's me maybe questioning it. But how important is this year for Matt Zuccarello? And do you think that he elevates his play a little bit more? Well, it's huge. Uh, it's contract year, right? And um, if I think in, in a lot of ways, the wild goes sort of as he goes, right? He, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to be... Um, the type of player that we see on the score sheet regularly and not just on the power play, like, you know, the Hartman Kaprizov Zuccarello line, there's a lot of pressure on those three. Um, you know, I, I think Johansson and Boldy showed some great chemistry last year after the acquisition. So I'm kind of banking on that, um, that dynamic to stay in place with the, with the whole Boldy. It's going to have a great year prediction um, from a personal standpoint, but you know, Zuccarello is a guy that, um, continues to sort of push back father time and he's been really impressive a lot of people i think questioned the contract he was given when he was first given it by uh paul fenton and he's done nothing but earn it on a, on a yearly basis so um the next step for this hockey team obviously is to win a playoff series and more um, they're not going to be able to do that without a healthy and motivated zuccarello i think you'll see that this year I expect him to be, you know, the Matt Zuccarello that we've come to know in a wild sweater, which is um, obviously uh, really good stick work and and sort of a smart, heady player, but um, also the straw that stirs that drink a lot of times with, with uh, Kaprizov and Hartman. I'm excited. I need to see it. I want to see it. Let's go, Zuki. Why do you Let's have Why do you have uh, doubts? Because he's old, and I'm old, and I mean, we're, yeah, I hate saying they're old, but they're just these these older. And I don't know. Right. I just, uh, I think well, it's like a big said, year for him, you know, it's a huge year I mean, for him. I think he been, will, I'd say he's been exceeding expectations point wise and, and value wise, uh, the last couple of years, he might feel differently. He might feel there's more that he can do, but I think he's been, uh, really, really solid the last couple of seasons. And again, that's, that's got to continue. There's, you can't have, I don't think this roster because of the lack of cap space, uh, space and, and really the lack of roster flexibility, a big time injury or somebody regresses. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's something that you can, I don't think that's something you can survive with this hockey team. I completely agree. Bill, like as far as being, if you want to yeah. be successful, you can't have a major regression with any of your star guys. Like I, I just don't know who would fill that void. Well, especially in kind of final question. And I want to touch on this. 
it's the same core, right? It has been the same core and we have seen how that's, you know, ended up in the year, but this year it does feel like they're going to have to really rely on some of those younger guys too. Matt Bold, you mentioned Brock Faber, Marco Rossi, if he's able to cut in. I mean, how do you think that will all translate? We know the veterans in the locker room, you're in there more than I, and they're great guys and, and great leaders. How much do you think that those younger players are going to really, really need to step up just to kind of help some of those expect expectations that you have on the veteran players and the core guys? Absolutely. It's a, it's a young man's league. Um, you know, when, when you have star players 25 and under in the NHL, you tend to have better success. Uh, I mean, look what the Dallas stars have Colorado avalanche, uh, just in the division, you've got teams that have young talent that are ready. That's why the future looks so bright for the Minnesota wild. Now, not all those kids will probably pan out to numbers game, but the more depth you have in the prospect system, the better chance you have for uh, sustained success. So I think the future looks bright. But to your point, I think absolutely these young guys have to be ready. They have to be able to contribute. It's going to be a lot asked of them. There's a lot of pressure on young kids to do it every night. Uh, but I think that what we've seen is this core group. The leadership is is solid. The coaching staff knows what they want to get out of these guys. The expectations are often met. Uh, and so I'm excited to see how this guy, this this team comes together because there shouldn't be a lot of unfamiliarity. There shouldn't be a lot of chemistry issues. Uh, basically coming back intact. Pat Maroon should provide some leadership and some vocal presence and obviously some toughness. And again, if the goaltending's there and a couple of young kids step up, I think this team's going to be right there again in a mix for a playoff spot. Well, cannot wait to see again. Training camp opens up here on Thursday in St. Paul. You can file follow, not file or file either way. Uh, Joe O'Donnell at Wild Radio. Joe, you'll hear him on KFAN during all home games. I imagine preseason games too, Joe. You got uh, You got the call on those? Yep, be there Sunday in Denver. Um, yeah, appreciate that. Wild Joe Radio on Twitter. And do have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. So why wouldn't I? <laughs> uh, shameless plug one-on-one -on -one with Joe O'Donnell. I like right? the other It's not, soon, it's not right? video. I got a face for radio. So it's, it's not video right now. It's just audio. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you could check that out, anybody be greatly appreciated. You're going to get us on sometime, right? Important in the important well, ones. Hang on, yeah. it's one on one, so I can't have two guests. Yeah, well, we'll figure that out logistically. We'll figure that out. Waiting for fine. our call up. Yep. This is what we do. This is how we shamelessly plug. We just invite ourselves places, and then eventually it, it comes to fruition. I've learned know? if you don't give people the option, then they feel obligated. <laughs> so it's a good yep. point. Not like, will you come on? It's, hey, you're coming on at this day and time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, much. Cool. Does nine I'll try, workers I'll try 10 better? I'll try, I'll try that approach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go check out his podcast and again listen to him over on KFan. Give him a follow, Joe. You the best. We will see you at Tria on Thursday. A couple of days, my friends. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Joe. He's the best. He's fantastic. Listen to us on his show whenever he finally does invite us. <laughs> I love making it awkward for people. Like you can't hey, give him the gonna... option. No. You're right. I like that. It's a good, it's a good MO. It was funny today at the golf course. We saw Jared Spurgeon and the effort he put into not making eye contact with any one of us members of the media was bravo, sir. Like couldn't even walk his head down the whole time, got in his cart and it was like, you, that's fine. We're, we're fine. Sarah tried to do this awkward little wave over and it was very uncomfortable, very cringe. Oh no. <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't chat with Spurge today. Uh, but that's okay. We will have plenty of time to harass him with camp starting on Thursday. 
I bet he's had he's had it on his calendar. <laughs> he's looking yes. forward to he's it. He's probably thrilled, as I'm sure they all are thrilled to just see our smiling face. Actually, Freddie Goudreau stopped very nice little chat with Freddie G, and he was like, "How was everybody's summer?" And it was just Aww. all honky dory. Jewelers neck, same thing. Marcus Polino Jewel. was running as late as I was to get into there, so we were both hustling down the stairs. He doesn't and- seem like he's a very punctual person. I kind of thought the same thing. I'm like, I feel like you and I have this in common. Like, I'm not very punctual. I used to be so punctual until I had kids. And then I mm-hmm. just, everything's gone out the window. Like, I have to start telling myself things are actually a half hour before they really are. So then I can maybe get there on time. Yeah, that's fair. Working on it. Also, I've decided even more than hockey itself. I'm just excited to see Jewel Eriksenek again. He was, he had a nice shot too. He said he doesn't golf very much. And his drive off that first tee was, it was a beaut. It was a humble man. We love it. He said, uh, I got lucky. He didn't think like it was a, it was a nice shot. So bravo to him, golfer. Uh, again, you can see me at the golf course at, at Loggers until season's starting up here officially. Otherwise, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Again, next week, first live show, Greenbelt at Ray J's in Woodbury, 6 o'clock p.m. Judd Zolka from Score North will be joining us this Friday. We've got the Saints game. And every week we've got new episodes. As always, shout out to Talk North, Greenbelt, Soda Stick, Livia, Royal Credit Union, and Jim Beam for being our sponsors, friends, partners. Love it. On behalf of Kirsten and myself and producer Fred, have a great rest of your day. Bye.